0: Welcome to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Terrorists at the border, the dirty dozen. Welcome to The Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. Well, you may have heard the expression, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Well, for those of you anti-wall people, yes, (laughs) you anti-wall people, there are terrorists at the Mexican border. How do I know? Because some of these terrorists have been caught. And for everyone that's been caught, you can bet That there are at least 10 others who have managed to cross the border and while you're listening to this show they are undoubtedly figuring out some way to aid terrorists go to a terrorist country or plot attacks on america themselves so there of course this is an incredibly contentious issue right now um as the uh as there has been a um, stopping of, of, of payment to federal workers um, and uh, you know as this is the, the hottest issue in between Congress and the president um, and and of course, <laughs> lest you have any doubt, of course, I am for the wall um, it 's it's not that. You know, it's not that either you're for the wall or you're for enhanced security and other means um, at the at the crossing points um, with with all the other the various kinds of of protections that there are and that could be um, enforced could be better uh, supplemented to work better. But there are places in between the border crossings where a lot of um, people are getting across. So it's not either or. I mean, yes, of course, money is an issue, but it's not either or. Um, It is that we need the wall and we need some of these other things, but the wall would make such a difference and put less pressure on these other means of protection at the border. Um, why am I particularly, why is this an important issue to me? And why did that, This did, did the wall, uh, why was that part of the reason or a significant part of the reason why I voted for Trump in the first place? Because I am the terrorist therapist and therefore terrorism and protecting you all from terrorism and helping you cope with your feelings about the threat of terrorism is my passion since 9-11 when I focused my... Um, psychiatric uh, abilities on helping people cope with terrorism so um, so it 's sort of a non brainer to me a no brainer I, I just it 's a puzzlement as to why there is all this fuss, and clearly the why has less to do with the danger or the possibility of terrorists crossing the wall and crossing the border, and more to do with People hating some people in Congress, the, the Democrats in Congress, notably Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, hating Trump in particular. If he said, um, if he, whatever it is that he has said and will say in the future, they will be adamantly opposed to it just because it is President Trump saying it. It's become personal. And as much as Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer want to claim that it isn't personal, that, you know, and they give all these reasons that make no sense as to why there shouldn't be a wall, it is personal. I mean, you can tell by their emotional reactions and yes, if you're going to say Trump has an emotional counter reaction to them. (laughs) Well, yeah, um, he does when when this is something that is obviously so important to him uh, to protect what is important to him is to protect Americans, you know, make America great again, which includes protecting all Americans. And so it's not political to him. It's really something that he sincerely believes in as part of, not the only thing that he wants to do to make America great, again, but um, certainly a big part of it uh, and, and a part that, I, that should have been, should be a no-brainer. Uh, I mean, it's not taking, you, you know, it's there, there have been really no... Reasonable um, or logical um, explanations for why this shouldn't there shouldn't be a wall. Okay, I'm putting aside all the issues about uh, you know what the wall care what the wall should be made of or not made of. I mean that is not the issue. So um, so I am now going to talk to you about um, these this dirty dozen um, the terrorists who have been caught at the wall. First, let me mention and give you some examples about uh, some of the things that have been said for uh, against the fact or people claiming that there are no terrorists trying to cross the border. So for example, US Representative Robert Francis O'Rourke, who's a Democrat from Texas said, quote, precisely zero terrorists, terrorist groups or terror plots have ever been connected with the U.S.-Mexico border to do harm to people within the United States? Who ever? Um, zero terrorists, terrorist groups, or terror plots have been have ever been connected with the border. Now, I mean, and that is this is he's just one example. I mean, that is basically the cry of the people who claim to be um, against the wall. Now. Um, it, so so this is why, you know, I'm telling you about these 12 that we know of, who, who have been caught, um, as just an example of the fact that yes indeed, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus and yes indeed, there are terrorists trying to cross the border. Um, they have, some of these terrorists have been conspiring to rustle their comrades across the border. Others wanted to commit mayhem against Americans themselves. And um, these are the ones that have been foiled. And another example of of some of these anti-wall sentiments, Janet Napolitano, who was Obama's Homeland Security Secretary, testified on Capitol Hill in 2012 that terrorists enter America via the Southern frontier, quote, from time to time. So, I mean, she she has acknowledged from time to time. And even Obama, you know, I'm sure he now regrets that he ever said this, but um, when he was a Democratic senator from Illinois, uh, he said on the Senate floor in 2006, quote, because we live in an age where terrorists are challenging our borders, We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, and unchecked. Now this was in 2006. What could possibly have happened to change his mind um, between 2006 and now? So here are some examples, and I apologize ahead of time for mispronouncing some of their names. We have Mahmoud Youssef Karani, He got a visa by bribing a Mexican diplomat in Beirut. Um, He and another uh, Middle Easterner then got a Mexican guide who escorted them north. He entered America in a car trunk in February 2001. Now get that, February 2001, okay? 9-11 was uh, September 2001. He eventually settled among Lebanese immigrants in Dearborn, Michigan, where he raised money for Hezbollah. And in 2005, he pleaded guilty in giving material support to terrorists. So, you know, what does that mean? What did he do in 2001 between February and September? Uh, did he help them? How did he help them? Is that what he was pleading guilty to, um, giving material support? Then we have Adnan El-Shukri Juma. Uh, He was, quote, a green card holder from Saudi Arabia who had lived for many years in Brooklyn and South Florida, unquote. He cut the American lifestyle pretty quickly (laughs) from Brooklyn to South Florida, right? That's where you go in the winters. Um, He he vanished, talking about 9-11, he vanished. Um, just before the September 11th attacks. Then in 2003, when there was waterboarding of Al-Qaeda's 9-11 mastermind, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, this man, Shukri Juma's name came up. And when we come back, (laughs) I will tell you more about him and his name and what he was connected to. So uh, stay tuned. Welcome back. Before the break and today I'm talking to you about the dirty dozen, the terrorists at the border, uh, the southern border, and I'm um, going through these 12 because uh, for those people who are still trying to say that there are no terrorists trying to cross the southern border, indeed these 12 have been caught and there are many others who um, clearly if you if you um, look at the statistics in general of people who cross the southern border and are caught, caught, that's my New York accent coming through, people who are caught compared to people who cross the border, it is a small, very, very small percentage of people who are caught at these checkpoints and wherever. So if you, if you extrapolate that to the fact that there, if we have caught 12 terrorists, then surely the number, you know, it would be in the same percentage that the number who have gotten across without being caught is huge. Okay, so I was t- talking to you about Adnan L. Shukri Juma and um, who came over in, uh, well, he, he, <laughs> um, he actually is, his significance is that when there was the waterboarding of 9-11's mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, uh, his name came up and um, there were American diplomats in Juarez, Mexico who were tipped off in 2004 to quote suspect Arab extremists who have been smuggled through Mexico to the United States Mexico border. the, the confidential source, well, the, the, there, there was someone who was a confidential source and who said that his family member, who's a human trafficker, knows the exact whereabouts of three Arabs who are currently being hidden in uh, Sonora, Mexico, just across the border from Arizona. And one of these is likely Adnan El Shukrijuma alleged to be a Saudi Arabian terrorist cell leader. Um, and he, Sukru, Shukru Juma, evaded American authorities for eight years. And he was um, eventually named in an indictment in 2012 for plotting what would have been an attack by three suicide bombers on New York City's subways. So, um, fortunately, they were able to catch him and these others, the other part of the trio, before they committed this attack. And then eventually uh, Shukri Juma reached the Afghan Pakistani border where the Pakistani military fatally shot him in 2014. So he got his just desserts eventually. But like, look at that, he was part, uh, he was plotting He was part of a plot to attack the New York City subways. So, I mean, you know, to think that these people who are coming across and who we know about because they were caught are not dangerous is is absurd. Then we have Ahmad Muhammad Dakhane, or Dakhane. He was, quote, a guerrilla fighter and human smuggler who knowingly helped move into the U.S. several potentially dangerous Somali terrorists who he believed would commit violent acts if ordered to do so. Now, this, was, uh, this quote was from the Texas Department of Public Safety. And um, at least five of his clients were supporters or members of Al-Shabaab or other Somali terror groups. And at least three of them made it into the U.S now um when they when he was uh, sentenced um federal prosecutors stated in the sentencing memorandum quote he admits that he knowingly believed he was smuggling violent jihadists into the united states all of these individuals he, he told these federal agents all of these individuals are ready to die for the cause so it's not like a, you know he was doing this on purpose um, because he himself was a member of the Somali terrorist group called Al-Itihad Al-Islami. And um, they gave bogus passports to his clients. They bribed Brazilian immigration authorities to cooperate and um, as they came into on their way to the US and they trained them to falsify asylum claims once they reached America. I mean, you know, you think that these, uh, some people wonder why we have to be so careful with these asylum claims. Uh, Why can't you just believe that these people were treated so badly in their countries? I mean, these terrorists, whether they come from Somalia or Pakistan or wherever they come from, they, they they have been taught to be very clever about how to evade detection. I mean, it's amazing that um, these people I'm telling you about have been detected altogether. But these are the kinds of things that they do. And and you hear that they are bringing in terrorists from all different countries, all different terrorist hotbeds. So, and even then when they get to the US, um, you know, they, they are, before they get to the US, they are taught how to falsify their asylum claims. Now this man, Dacane, let's call him, <laughs> um, was arrested at the border in Brownsville, Texas in 2008. This was just across from Matamoros, Mexico. And oh, and this, he's, he's very creative. He forced one of his young Somali clients to pretend to be his wife. She um, then told the uh, agents that he kept her locked away, and repeatedly raped and impregnated her before they came to the US. So, um, you know, it's interesting that she told them that, I mean, that was presumably her way of getting asylum, but um, it was also throwing him under the bus. Um, Now he, (laughs) he on the other hand, um, felt that it would better his asylum chances if he had a pregnant wife. So he's, you know, giving one part of the story one version um, of the story and she's talking about you know they're both using in other words each other to try to have a good reason to be given asylum uh, eventually he pleaded guilty to lying on his asylum application and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison in 2011 now we have abdullah omar Fitzi. he walked over a bridge over the Rio Grande from Mexico to Hidalgo, Texas in 2008. He requested asylum. He claimed to be a Somali refugee. And then he was in custody for years as you know, he was going through the asylum process. And while he was in custody, he told another detainee that he supported Al-Qaeda and Al-Shabaab. You know, it's it's amazing how, like these people think that they're not going to be found out um, when they tell their their cellmates or detainee mates. Um, And then they looked at his cell phone memory card and it included the telephone number of Mohammed Suleiman, who was subsequently arrested for helping a 2010 Al Shabaab suicide bomb attack in Uganda that killed 70 soccer fans. I mean, one of the good things, of course, of catching these people and getting their cell phones is that it leads them to other terrorists. So Feedze eventually admitted to an undercover informant, quote, we are terrorists. Guess you can't ask for better than that, more proof than that. Um, And and he told this, Uh, Underground and undercover informant that he believed all good Muslims must commit two acts of jihad a year. So, this is who is coming across the southern border. Do you get that? And this is who was caught. Do you think other people have similar stories to the ones that I'm telling you about? Absolutely. So, needless to say, he was not given asylum. Uh, Instead, he was prosecuted for lying to federal agents and he was sent to prison for eight years. Another one, Anthony Joseph Tracy, who's uh, also calls himself Yusuf Noor, he was convicted in 2010 of conspiring to smuggle aliens into the US. He told investigators that Cuban diplomats diplomats used his travel agency in Kenya. He had a travel agency in Kenya called Noor Services Limited to transfer 272 Somalis from Kenya to Dubai, to Moscow, and then to Havana. From there they went to Belize, they went uh, across Mexico, and then into America. I mean, listen to all of this. That, you know, (laughs) cuban diplomats used his travel agency i mean you, this whole thing there's so so many um so many parts to this that are really terrifying all of these people are in bed together and ultimately crossing into the us so um and then and then um then they they claim that they In the end, Tracy pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to smuggle non-citizens into the U.S. Um, But there is more to this story, and I will tell you the rest when we come back, so stay tuned. Welcome back. Um, Today we're talking about the Dirty Dozen, those terrorists who were caught at the border crossing from Mexico into the US. And again, my point is not only that there are indeed uh, terrorists crossing the border, uh, like, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, but also as you've been hearing, their connections and their, um, their the tangled web, you know, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we <laughs> plot to deceive. Um, their their plots, their stories are so embroiled uh, uh, in, in um, and involve terrorists from all different hotbeds of terrorism, and um, and the and, and plots that would have been that would have happened had they not been caught at some point. So it just tells you the the, the extent of the problem. All right, I was talking about Anthony Joseph Tracy who actually was an American citizen. And in 19, in the 1990s, uh, he became a Muslim in prison. And so then later on that he was, you know, he came across, uh, he get, took on the name Yusuf Noor, and um, he was then conspired of smuggling uh, terrorists into um, the US uh, from, P- using his travel agency he was in uh um in kenya so uh now he had denied when he was caught he denied that he helped al-shabab but then uh the government found um an email in which he wrote quote i helped a lot of somalis and most are good but there are some who are bad and i leave them to allah Meanwhile, he helped get them across the, um, the U.S. border. Now, Saeed, Jaz, Saeed Jaziri was in a car trunk trying to enter the U.S. near San Diego when he was discovered uh, in 2011. He said that he had um, traveled from Tunisia, where he was from, to Tijuana And then he paid coyotes, the people who bring um, illegals across the border, $5,000 to bring him across the American border. And um, he had been previously deported from France after being convicted for assaulting a Muslim, get this, because you think, well, assaulted a Muslim, he must be a good guy, right? Not that it's good to assault Muslims, I don't mean that, but I mean, you must be thinking he can't be a terrorist if he assaulted a Muslim. But the reason why he assaulted a Muslim was because he found him insufficiently devout. And also in 2006, his backstory includes advocating killing the Danish cartoonist Kurt Westergaard for creating uh, what he considered blasphemous drawings of the Prophet Muhammad. Do you remember that from 2006? Then, there were four unidentified male members of the Kurdish Workers' Party, and they were arrested by the Border Patrol in 2014. He, KWP, the Kurdish Workers Party, has been designated by Washington as a terrorist group. Each of these men paid approximately $8,000 to be trafficked from Istanbul to Paris, to Mexico City, and then to America's southern border. So again, you know, it's not that it's not, the point is they're not necessarily coming from Mexico. These are not, um, for the most part, Mexican citizens. These are people using the southern border as, because they know it's easy to get across. Then we have Mukhtar Ahmad and Mohammed Azim of Pakistan. Um, crossing the border is an equal opportunity because you can tell these people are coming from all over. They were caught by the Border Patrol, just north of Tijuana in 2015. And they tied Ahmad, Mukhtar Ahmad, to a suspected or confirmed terrorist. Um, And then there was a foreign intelligence agency who warned the US about Azim, Mohammed Azim, as he was heading towards this country and um, both of them were on the US terrorism watch list. Then we have Sharafat Ali Khan. Um, he is a Brazil-based Pakistani human smuggler. He, or I guess I should say he was a Brazil-based Pakistani human smuggler. He was convicted in the U.S. in 2017 of sneaking between 25 and 99 illegals from Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Afghanistan into the U.S. Now, really, although this is the dirty dozen, they account for more than a dozen terrorists. I mean, some of them have brought many terrorists in with them one way or another. They, tra- the, in this case, um, these these illegals traveled on foot from Brazil through Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Mexico uh, before coming into America through Texas and California. I mean, you know, it's it, it, this, um, This was in 2017. So this whole thing of the caravans, I mean, yes, it made news recently the thousands of people who were coming across the border, trying to cross the border um, from Honduras and so on through Mexico. But really, these things, um, as exemplified by Sharifat Ali Ali Khan, um, have been going on quietly for years um he his clients included an afghan uh, who was involved in a plot to conduct an attack in the u.s or canada and had family ties to members of the taliban so again these are people who um so he is the last of the dirty dozen that i'm going to be talking to you about but um but as I was saying, um, you know, you see how many other people were brought in by some of them. Some of them, it was just uh, themselves, and they're, you know, uh, like for example, um, the one who was plotting to, with two other comrades, to attack the the New York subways. Um, and some of them brought in through a travel agency or through um, you know being a, a brazil based Pakistani human smuggler. I mean imagine that you know twenty five to ninety nine illegals um, the other person many of these several of these had were responsible for bringing in other terrorists besides themselves and so you know how do we know? Um, what these other people are plotting who were brought in. I mean, the the people who I talked to you about are ones that were caught. But what about the ones that were brought in by these people um, who were not caught and who obviously were up to no good if they didn't go through the proper channels and they were <laughs> friends of or associates of or by, or were directed to these people who could bring them in um, what are they plotting right now? What are they doing if not plotting an attack themselves then certainly trying to raise money or do something to assist terrorists? Um, now, you know, the people who are against Trump and his wall just laugh this off uh, because they try to claim, well, there hasn't been a specific attack um, that is has been tied to someone who, well, that's what they say, that there hasn't been a specific attack that's been tied to someone who, who uh, was caught at the border. But, um, but in the meantime, as I was saying, there are terrorists who crossed, who could be raising money for a terrorist group, who could be radicalizing Muslims at mosques, um, or simply lying low until they are called to to do an attack. Uh, you know, to say that this is only a dozen terrorists is just absolutely a blatant lie, since they each, uh, or since several of them are responsible for more than themselves. And besides, um, besides, even if it was just one, um, even if it was just these people uh, or, or other individual people, not whole groups. Um, look at what individuals have done in terms of attacks. We, um, in, in San Bernardino, California, for example, it was only one, well, it was actually a couple um, who, well, it was one in other words, terror, there have been terror attacks where it only took one or two Muslims to cut, to perpetrate the attacks. Like in San Bernardino, it was the terrorist couple, for example. Um, there was only one man who shot up the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Um, one man in Halloween in 2017 who, who took his rented truck and mowed down eight and injured 12 in uh, Manhattan near Ground Zero, it doesn't take a whole lot of terrorists to perpetrate an attack that kills and injures Americans. So, um, and can you imagine if indeed um, there was a terrorist, uh, one or more terrorists who entered America through the U.S.-Mexico border and who did uh, perpetrate an attack one or more of them, what would the people be calling then who are against the wall? What would they be saying then? They'd be crying, finding another reason to cry, impeach Trump, because he let people cross the border. He didn't build his wall and people crossed the border or one person crossed the border and perpetrated an attack. So, yes, Virginia, there are terrorists at the border. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol. Your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.